I don't need a lot of presents to make my Christmas bright. I just need my baby's arms all wound around me tight. Rosanna, hear my plea. Santa, bring my baby back to me. The Christmas tree is ready, the candles all aglow. With my baby far away, what good is mistletoe? Oh, Santa. Hear my plea, Santa bring my baby back to me, please make these rain to hurry, where the time is drawing near, sure won't seem like Christmas, until my baby's here, till my sock with candy, no bright and shiny toy, you wanna make me happy, and fill my heart with joy, then Santa, hear my plea, Please make these rain to hurry Where the time is drawing near It sure won't seem like Christmas Until my baby's here Fill my sock with candy No bright and shiny toy You wanna make me happy And fill my heart with toy Then Santa, hear my plea Santa, bring my baby back to me Then Santa, hear my plea, will Santa bring my baby back to me? Hello everyone, this is Nolan Luther, and welcome to the South Richfield Podcast Christmas Spectacular with your hosts Scott Luther and Matthew Coma. Ho ho ho, Merry Christmas. Hello everyone out there, Merry Christmas from your friends here at South Richfield. It is I, Scott Luther, and with me tonight, as usual, Matthew Coma. Hey Matt. Hey Scott, how are you? I'm super good, and I'm really excited tonight because we have a very special guest. Wait, is there somebody at the door right now? I, I, do you hear sleigh bells? I, I think that's what I hear. Santa? Yeah. <laughs> Not quite, but it's the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> from All the way from Miss, Mrs. DeLong's third grade classroom. <laughs> Ward Freeman. Hey, Ward. Oh, hey, everybody. How are you? Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, did, did you bring a fruitcake? Is that what I see? Uh, I did not bring a fruitcake oh. this time. Well, what's that? <laughs> That's my son. Oh. <laughs> That's your... <laughs> oh, well, very nice to meet him. <laughs> so, Ward, uh, if you guys don't know Ward Freeman, he graduated with us from Revere class of 90 and ward were you at hillcrest k through two i i actually was yeah um and then uh made the switch over to richfield third through uh sixth right and that's when we met you in mrs delong's class mm-hmm. it's funny because uh we're, we're all in the same fantasy football league the south richfield fantasy football league and we have one other class of 90 grad in there. And he also was in Mrs. DeLong's 
third grade class, Dean Ewer. So oh, all yeah. four of us really met for the first time in in a third grade. Except I've known Matt since he was two or whatever. Whenever we went to Hobbits. Yeah, I started so. late. I was th- there at three. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I don't know if you know this. I was a Hobbit kid too. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we knew you and we just forgot you until uh, we were eight. I may have you. It may have been a morning afternoon thing. Oh. I think actually. It could have been. Could have been. And the the one thing I always remember, Ward's dad had one of the original Macintosh computers, and going over to Ward's house, I was a computer geek. I'll, I'll admit it. And I was so jealous that that they had this Mac and it had a mouse. Nobody had a mouse. It was it was not much on games, but it could word process like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Anna. Anna who? Anna Partridge in a pear tree. So uh, it was a it was a different Thanksgiving this year. I'll tell you that much. We didn't have the big get together like we always do with family. Do you guys pretty much do the same thing? We, yeah, we yeah we were we were very cautious too. What we ended up doing was everybody that would normally have met together all made a dish that they'd normally have brought to uh, uh, Thanksgiving. And considering just a few years ago, we would have made three stops on Thanksgiving Day. Um, what we ended up doing is meeting in a front yard with masks on and exchange the food that we would have exchanged the that at a, at a Thanksgiving meal. So everybody right. got to eat grandma's stuffing and, you know, all the different green bean casseroles that everybody could make. Um, but then we just didn't sit down together and eat it. But we got to eat each other's food. Right. Uh, Matt? Well, my mom went from having a house of about 30 plus people to just seven and that was just my brother's family and my mom uh, and my dad were were, uh, at their house we at our place we just stuck the four of us in this house it was first time we've ever had um, we didn't have Thanksgiving with my mom since um, 48 years No, I know it's the same same situation here. It was just the four of us in the house, and you know we did a little pie exchange with uh, Rachel's mom, and that was that was it. And it it was fine. It was uh, you know it's different, but we watched the parade and the dog show and football and um, all that good stuff. So yeah. it still it still felt like Thanksgiving with all the food, and I felt like throwing up afterwards because I. <laughs> Ate way too much. I know. I, I looked like I was smuggling bowling balls when I was done. I just felt so just bloated. I I don't know. There was maybe a little too much salt in the food. A lot of carbs this time around. That's right. We had stuffing, mashed potatoes, corn, <laughs> and turkey, and and I didn't touch the cranberries this year, but because it it was uh, too colorful, I just needed the the white. And yellow foods. <laughs> no, we somehow got a hold of one of the the big turkey legs because I think uh, the one of the grandparents actually did the turkey. So there are two of them. One of them was a fresh turkey, and one of them was a store bought. So the fresh one came with the turkey leg, and one of one of my kids, Jonathan, called dibs on. It. I'm like, I don't know if you really want to do that. 
because if I don't, you know, there's there's Disney World turkey legs and then right. there's real life turkey legs. <laughs> they're very different and they're not quite as uh, kid friendly when right. you get them how, from the farm. How old is he? He's 15 now. Oh, okay. So my 14 year year old did the exact same thing, Ward. Mm-hmm. He was so excited. He grabbed the turkey leg. He puts it on his plate. And then he's eating it, and he's like, I think I took too much. <laughs> it's just dark meat, and it's stringy, and it's just everything you don't want a turkey to be. So you said you guys got a fresh turkey? You mean, like, dressed that morning? Fresh? I think relative, yeah, within the previous day or so. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was gobbling around. Can you taste uh, the difference? Mine it, I, I personally like store-bought turkeys. Whatever they fill them with, whatever they're injected with is magical because the, the day of, you know, I, uh, I finally had to tell my mom that years ago because she was getting fresh turkey after fresh turkey. And I was like, Mom, I don't think they taste as good. She goes, really? I go, yeah, so that, so we didn't do it after that. Although they were fun to play with because you got the feet. And if you got the right pair of pliers, you could make the toes move. <laughs> You know it's I mean? an anatomy lesson. You don't get the. <laughs> Not the only one that did that, right? <laughs> you don't get the pop-up timer, though. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that bag full of giblets. Oh. Always great for throwing at each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, guys, did you know? Let's let's get into this Christmas spirit a little bit here. Enough enough Thanksgiving. I'm going to start getting sick again, thinking about all the food I ate. And I had a bunch of spaghetti tonight, so I'm already feeling a little... Well, at least we waited until after Thanksgiving to start talking about Christmas. So, guys, talking about Christmas, did you know back in 1998, 22 years ago, there was a helicopter search conducted by Rockefeller Center Gardens manager David Murbach, and he was searching for the perfect Christmas... Yeah, David, do you know him? The Rhode Island Murbox? I think he's from Connecticut, but you're close. No, I don't know him. Go ahead, then. Oh. Well, you know, the the Rockefeller Center always has that tree lighting every year. They've had it for decades. In 1998, they got their tree from right here in Richfield, Ohio. Uh, It was a 75-foot-tall Norway spruce, 30-inch diameter trunk. Um, and I, I know the woman whose yard it was removed from, Ethel Zittar. She was our church, church secretary. In huh. this tree, it was originally only four feet tall. This was, and they they had bought it in 1938, and it was their family Christmas tree. Um, and back then, I guess you could, you know, and some people still do this. You buy a live tree with the root ball and everything, and then you plant it afterwards. And that's what they did. And after Christmas in 1938, they put it in their front yard, and it stayed there for 60 years, and grew and grew and grew before Mr. Murbach spotted it from his chopper. They said, hey, Ethel and Adolf. I don't know if Mr. Zitar was still alive. He may have passed on by then. I can't remember. But, um... They they got the tree from from the Zitars and the uh, they had to kind of prep it 
before, like all year long, getting ready to go to New York City, they like pump the the root system full of nutrients and and water. They put like fifteen, what they say fifteen hundred gallons of water um, into the soil around the tree, and they pruned it and built up its root root system to prevent it from drying out once it was removed. So I sent you guys the article. Did you see how they wrapped those lower branches and burlap and they kind of bundled it up and corseted it before they cut it down they they like used a crane to, to hold it up while it was being cut down it only took a, like a minute to cut it down and then it was trussed up bundled and loaded onto a flatbed truck for transport to cleveland hopkins airport where it was loaded onto the world's largest cargo plane a russian antonov and AN-124. I think the 124 stands for 124 feet. I thought they used the metric system. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Or, Well, they could fit a Christmas tree in it. They flew it to New York City. It was the first tree ever to be flown to New York uh, for Rockefeller Center. And I looked. Richfield is a, the furthest away from New York that they've ever gotten a tree, it looks wow. like. Didn't Tree Rollins fly, uh, fly before? He had to. Yeah, he had to. He's on NBA. Christmas tree Rollins had never flown before. I think your facts might be a little wrong. Maybe this is the second tree. I'm sorry. Did it fly business class though? Yeah, sure. And it was the if it was the farthest away from New York by a lot. Like I don't even think they've gotten one from Pennsylvania. It's almost always been New York. Take that, PA. It's like New York, Maine. I think I saw one from Maine, and I wasn't sure, Ward, if it was further away than Richfield. It probably was closer to New York. So how did you say they selected this tree? How did they find it? You know, they by a helicopter. They just fly around and look for the perfect tree. And this tree was in, in the yard by itself. So it was right by um, Broadview, and, and you remember where Greer Kelly and all them lived back on Logwood and... Yeah, I recall it being almost across the street from what used to be Leaning Tree Golf Course. Right? Yeah, yeah, oh. it's, it's right. Yeah, it's very close to <sighs> okay. there. They took it to New York City, um, decorated it with twenty six thousand <laughs> multicolor lights, over five miles of of wire, and they estimate over two and a half million spectators viewed the tree in person that holiday season. So, wow, a little bit of Richfield history there. I wonder where it is now. It's. <laughs> I have no idea where it would be. It's probably long gone. It sounds like oh. a VH1 special. Where are they now? Where are they got... now? It's probably washed up Christmas tree and. Don't they do something with it afterwards? I thought I read something. Like the, do they give it to a firewood <laughs> store? <laughs> do they chop I think it they up? They give it to homeless woodchucks. <laughs> Woodchucks or in beavers, almost beavers, <laughs> almost beavers. See, no, it all has a happy ending. Yeah, I don't think there's there's no trees in my yard that would ever be selected for the uh, Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Hmm. That's just impressive that it came from Richfield. Is that the most famous thing that came out of Richfield, other than this podcast, of course? Um, let me think. It's probably the most spectated. Unless you talk about like maybe the Ritual Coliseum, mm. 
it's probably more well known than this particular tree. I don't even know if this tree had a name, but uh, you guys can go Google 1998 Rockefeller Center Christmas tree and, and check out the story. Would you guys ever want to go and to New York City to see a tree lighting like that in person? If it was my tree. Right. Didn't, didn't <laughs> in that article say that a few folks from Richfield went? Yeah, I know she went. And I think, you know, I don't know if my aunts went, but they have, they made like shirts for the tree lighting. And it, I think that the shirts, the sweatshirts said like Richfield full of charming characters or something. I don't know. Some We're going to get some nasty emails because I don't know the... Uh, <laughs> slogan <laughs> but i yeah there were definitely richfield people there for that tree lighting i'm sure they probably flew her out. i would think so yeah yeah it's her tree most of those trees are donated from what i understand so but imagine having a tree in your yard for 60 years that you planted and then that someone comes knocking on your door and says we want to take this tree to new york center I gave New York. Is that how they talk in New York? <laughs> That's how David used to sound. I gave New York City this tree, and all I got is this lousy sweatshirt. <laughs> oh. Anyway, well, guys, we have a special, special treat, and here's the reason we have Ward here tonight. I say it's about damn time Ward's been here. Yeah, yeah been... we should have more. Sp- we should have more guests think so. on this podcast. But it is time for the South Richfield Christmas Game Show. Oh, wow. La, 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 la. So we're going to have a competition between Matt and Ward. A Christmas game. I can't compete against Matt myself and run the game. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, we could have had Ward be the MC. And quiz us, but uh, I figured it'd be more fun if if it was Matt and Ward. It does they're, sound like they're, fun. They're only about a month apart in age. I think Ward is the senior. So, yeah, May Ward is yeah. Ward is the senior by a, a month and three days. So we're gonna have three rounds this game show, and well, it's got to be I'll known be keep... that uh, to our listener that. Uh, uh, Ward and I know nothing about what's about to happen here. <laughs> I I have not told them anything about this game show. So we're, we're going to have three rounds. The person with the most points at the end of the night wins. I probably should have had a tiebreaker. I just thought of what if it's a tie. I'll, th- I'll think of something. Hopefully you guys, hopefully one of you is dumber than the other. <laughs> That's a guarantee. Only <laughs> <laughs> guarantee at all in this. So round one of the game, the the South Richfield Christmas game. Name that price. So I'm going to show you, gentlemen, ten items from the 1980 Sears Christmas catalog. Whoever is closest receives one point. So. We will start with Ward getting the first guess, and then we'll alternate. So uh, these are all items that we probably would have loved to have when we were kids, eight and nine-year-old kids, 
back in 1980 for Christmas. We, we probably had some of these on our Christmas list. So, the first item is the uh, Cleveland Browns NFL jersey number 17, Brian Sipe. Ward, how much do you think this this long sleeve jersey was? Oh, I, I would have loved to have had that, yeah. Um, I'm going to say that that was eleven ninety nine. Okay, Matt? Is this like Price is Right and I can say $1? You can say, well... Oh, it's not going it's over. It's going to be close. Okay. To, it's not, I don't care about it's going over. It's the absolute over. value of the number. Okay. It's the absolute value. All right, value. I am going to say... Well, actually, I think it's more than that. I'm going to say it's $19.99. All right. Ward, <laughs> Ward got the exact price at the very first item. And no, I did not give Ward any I, of this. I don't, I might, I'm not looking on anything. I'm just. No way. I, this, I. <laughs> it's all downhill. <laughs> That was that was luck. One point. That one. I demand <laughs> that, a recount. That was amazing. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, Matt, you get oh, the first guess. Okay. <laughs> Next item: the Ooh. Merlin electronic game. Remember Gosh, this? The, the, Beauty. Well, only the the cool kids had one of these. Yes. And when, I had whenever one. I would go over somebody's house, I, I usually yeah, I know you had one because I would usually make friends with somebody just because they had this. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Steve or no Scott? Yeah, I'll come <laughs> over. Uh, I will say eight ninety nine. All right, Ward. I'm gonna say twenty two ninety nine. It was fancy. I had one too. So That's why I went over Ward's house also. Jesus Christ! Twenty four ninety nine. Ward is much more in tune with prices than uh, Matt, obviously. From well, yeah, we did all our shopping at the attic. At the loft, we didn't have we didn't have books in my house. We just had Sears catalogs. So that's how I learned to to, to read and make friends. And the pose actually when I was wearing clothes. All it's right. paid off well for you. Thanks. The next item, Ward, you get the first oh. guess here. The Mad Magazine board game. I know Matt had this because we used to play it at his house or at my house. I don't remember. Maybe you brought it to my house. I'm gonna go seven ninety nine. This wasn't actually my game; it was my brother's game. Okay. So Ward says seven ninety nine. I'm gonna say eight ninety nine. I do a little strategy. Matt, eight ninety nine. Matt nailed it. Very good. I think you guys are uh, are starting to get the swing of this. <laughs> I don't think I ever played that game, by the way. <laughs> It's a fun game. You get to cluck like a chicken and do all kinds of crazy stuff like walk around the board backwards or something <laughs> like that. The next item, fifth grade. Was that was that 1980? Fifth grade? Yeah, we're nine. Uh, well, it was fourth grade. No, this is 82. I'm sorry. 82. I had the wrong year. This is 1982's Christmas book. So we were, we were 10 and 11. So yes, we were um, in fifth grade. And I remember Smurfs were very popular in fifth grade because I used to make drawings of Smurfs all the time. <laughs> and look at these Smurfy wristwatch watches. You could get either a digital 
or a analog wristwatch. For the same price? They were both the same mm-hmm. price. Matt, you you get first guess here on how much these watches am were. I, am I pricing the pair or just one? Just, just one. one. They're both the same price. All right. All right. How much for a watch? I will say I will say $14.99. All right. Ward? That was actually the exact number I was going to guess. Oh. So I am going to go uh, $15.99. And survey says oh. $19.99. Ward gets the point. So Ward is now up three to one. Ward, you get the next. Can you imagine the profit margin on one of those little crappy watches? Those watches probably <laughs> cost like a buck to make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had smirks on them. They did. And that guy probably got a huge chunk of that. Payo or whatever his name was? Yeah, the I was Papa Smurf. Or Gargamel. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's the beneficiary of all Smurf memorabilia. That's smurf tastic. <laughs> So the next item is the bottom uh, item that you see on the screen here. The Tyco Magnum 440 GT America Championship Slot Race Slot Car Race Set. Sweet. This was a, a 27 foot raceway and it had a high bank curve, a 10 lap automatic lap counter, two cars with rear magnets. The tires kind of stuck to the track. You guys remember these mm-hmm. things. You had the little trigger, and they would zoom around the track and fly off. They were too awesome. fast. Right. <clears throat> Some of them had jumps and stuff, but this is the the uh, slot car race set from Tyco Ward. What do you think this cost? Um, I think I'm, I'm going to say this kind of confidently, which is probably going to be a problem here in a minute. But I think it was about $44.99. All right. Scott, was this the Magnum 440 GT America slot car race set? Yes. Yes. Not the, <laughs> tap, not tap, the tap, 450 tap, tap, tap. champion. It's not the championship version. Did, this is the 440 GT okay, version. Did this have the uh, Trans Am and the uh, Ford uh, Cobra? I think okay. so. I think this is well, the one. How much yeah, did Ward yeah. say? I didn't know you could ask so many questions. Ward, Ward said forty-four ninety-nine. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say forty-three ninety-nine. The answer is forty-nine ninety-nine. You went, you went the wrong way. You, go, you guys are close, though. I'm impressed so far. So uh, Ward is up four to one. Wait, so fifty dollars for that back in nineteen eighty? What? That's got to be like what three hundred dollars now? That that was yeah, it was a lot. Because I remember I. I I remember going through catalogs going, all right, all I have to do is mow somebody's yard for the next seven years. <laughs> I'll get this racetrack set, no problem. And you can still buy things like this. They're probably not made as well. All right. Cuckoo, come on, Flash! <laughs> Let's get them Duke boys! Matt, you get first, first dibs on the Duke boys action figure set with the General Lee Dodge Charger. Well, ten and a half inch long replica with Bo and Luke. Bo and Luke, no Daisy though. No Daisy. It looks like they have joints at uh, all elbows and shoulders and hips. Yes, very flexible. Okay, I will say uh, 
this sort of fun. It looks kind of a cheaper looking car. It doesn't look like it's a high grade uh, metal. This looks like some sort of uh, mold injection plastic. So I'm going to say $12.99. Yeah, it says durable plastic. Oh, does it? Okay. And the sunroof does open to allow the figures to sit inside. But there was no sunroof on the General Lee in real life. Mm -hmm. I'll say, well, and the doors didn't work just like this one, though, so that's authentic. (laughs) So I'll say $12.99. I will go $14.99. This was a cheap product, $6.99. It's actually... It was eight ninety nine originally, and they took two dollars off for the holiday season. Oh, that's nice. So, war- well, that one has a flat Matt tire. It looks like too. Point. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right, next product. We've got six down. Four more to go. Ward, the NFL Super Bowl oh, electric football. These things would vibrate. This is the officially licensed one with the NFL logo on the scoreboard, right in the middle. Wow, that's yeah. I, I remember anybody who had one of these that you got to play it like for two or three minutes before the parents had enough of this. Take this, <laughs> take this to the basement or throw this in the trash. I'm done with this vibrating, terrible noise. Um, but that is that is a high end one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty four ninety nine. All right. <clears throat> I, I think Ward might be onto something because it does have the official licensing. And I'm looking down there at the figures, and I'm actually seeing a, a real Terry Bradshaw, and it looks like uh, maybe a Jack Lambert. That looks that is Jack Lambert, but I think that's a Green Bay player. Is man. that right? Whoever numbered, yeah, that's a green and yellow. That's a yellow. Oh, helmet. is it? All right then. Yeah. That'd be, uh, Who is number Ray twelve? Nitschke. Was that? Oh, number twelve. <laughs> That'd be in 1982. Oh, he got me. Uh, Don Magic. No, he was number seven. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm going to say, would would you say we're 24? 24. 24.99. Uh, see, as as nice as that is, I don't think it's going to be that expensive. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be. Oh, now I just talked myself out of it. I'm going to go to 25.99. 25.99. He's going up. 26.99. In your face, Matt went the right way. <laughs> Very close again. Nice. I, I did just buy one of these for uh, Wade last Christmas. <laughs> As he talked to you. And we played it twice. <laughs> just like in real life. <laughs> it was at Mark's. It was really cheap. So I'm like, they have weird things at Mark's sometimes. So look at this. You just Tw- $26.99. That'd be like $7,000 now. And you bought it, it at Mark's. this year. Yeah. <laughs> It was probably around 25 bucks when I bought it at Mark's. But I saw it and I'm like, I've got to have this for Wade. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. (laughs) Wow, this is great. They did just get it out uh, probably two weeks ago. They were playing with it. So, hey. Hey, Ward, let me introduce you to my son. He's a meatloaf over here. (laughs) That's a callback to earlier that I was trying to think about. Meatloaf and fruit. Meatloaf and fruit cake. Uh, so Matt, you get first guess uh, here. This is for the the Stomper four by fours. Every kid has yes. Stompers. Did you get and stuck in your hair? Yeah, and you always needed batteries. Yes. Uh, this is for the two vehicles, not the track up top. Even though that was so cool, I had to leave it on the on that the is picture. cool. I think I think we might have. I think that. I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident with this. So it's I'm. It's a two-vehicle set. I think one cost four ninety-nine, so two would be 
Since it carries the fan, it's in fact the three divided by the two square root. Uh, orange. No, wait. <laughs> I'll say $9.99. All right. Without batteries. Ooh. Okay. $9.99. It includes the, G- the green Chevy Scottsdale and the red Subaru Brat. Two sets of tires, indoors and outdoors, and real working headlights. Oh, wait a minute now. I should have read the fine print on this. <laughs> Ward. I loved Stompers. I can see him hanging on the on the little metal pole at uh, uh, Acme Click. I can see the mm-hmm. price tag of four ninety nine for the cars. I can see for the two pack it was eight ninety nine, and for the semi truck it was seven ninety nine. Semi truck. Remember that? that? The, the six wheel drive semi truck. If you get this, um, so Ward, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna reach for this I'm computer. Say, I'm gonna say eight ninety nine. Okay, Matt said nine ninety nine. Ten ninety nine. Good call. We used to love those stompers. We'd uh, paint the cabs uh, if we didn't like the color we got. <laughs> I remember I had one that was like a black glitter paint that I. All over it, it was really awesome. You no, know, Ward, though, no, you said that was the Acme click price that you saw, yeah. All right, yeah, this is the Sears price, yeah. So, yeah, these, these were the deluxe with the headlights, yes. so I, did, I mean, I had to take that in consideration, right? And they actually had the Subaru Brat versus the uh normal Dodge Ram that you would get, right? These are licensed yeah. uh, vehicles, nice. Uh, it is four to four, we've got a game. Uh, Ward, you get first guess on this one. Classic Lego fire station set, 368 pieces. As you can see here, remember these Legos? You'd lift up, you'd get the box, you'd lift up the lid, and they're all in little compartments. Uh, the little pieces. Now they just throw them in a box in a bag uh, with the directions. But a fire station set. What's interesting? Well. It's interesting. Right now, if you go to price Legos, the rule of thumb is it's about ten cents per piece. So if you see a thousand piece set, you know it'll be about a hundred bucks. But the um, but I'm gonna say back in 1982 that this set was uh, twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine for a hmm. fire station. Hmm. Ward's won me over with his price per piece <laughs> logic. So the trick okay. here is to figure out what the exact price was. All right. So you said three dollars, Ward. I said twelve ninety nine. Okay, twelve ninety nine. So that just that, that means like that's like thirty or three cents a piece. I'm going to say this was five or four cents a piece, and whatever that math works out to be, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll say I'll say. Uh, Fourteen ninety nine. This was twenty three ninety nine. It was all that plastic that it was put in those little cases that they never went back yeah. in. These were expensive back then too. So Matt, you get the point. Plus, you I, I don't feel like I deserve that because I, I feel like I was too far off. But I'll take it. <laughs> oh, the granddaddy. Oh, the Sears Video Arcade. This was the knockoff version oh. of the Atari 2600. I've never heard of this. It's the same thing. Oh. <laughs> It'll play the Atari cartridges. 
Um, in fact, you can see the prices for some of the Atari cartridges there. Donkey Kong, $33. Pac-Man, $30. Space Invaders, $27.99. But how much was the console itself with two joysticks, two paddle controllers, <sighs> plus the exciting Target Fun cartridge? I think I recall... Am I going first or word? You are going first. If I recall, I think the Atari itself was... One twenty nine ninety nine. I think that was the price point. So this is some kind of Sears knockoff. And this is nineteen eighty two. This is nineteen eighty two. Atari played still in. It played all the same. Yeah, games. I didn't. I thought Atari's whole problem was they didn't license any of their stuff out. So this this has me scratching my head. I'll I'll say they had to pay that licensing fee on it, and I'll go one thirty nine ninety nine. All right, Ward. Um, did it, did it come with any games? This it came version? came with Target Fun. Target. Fun. I think it was that balloon popping game or whatever. <laughs> I am going to. This is in it. This is win or lose, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Well, this is round one. Oh, just at the round. There's okay. Three, the... There's three rounds. Okay, so so you... I'm gonna go one twenty nine ninety nine. All right, so Matt is at one thirty nine ninety nine. Ward's at one twenty nine ninety nine. This was one forty nine ninety nine. So Matt has taken the lead, six to four, uh, going into the second round. So, <laughs> as Matt. Ch- Chomps on his uh, victory apple just for round one, and he's gonna choke. Is anyone know behind me? He ate half the apple in one bite. He's one of those big honey crisps. <laughs> so round two, Christmas carols. How wh- how well do you guys know Christmas carols? I think I used to. Nope. <laughs> nope. I guess I don't. This is going to be five questions for each of you. I will be asking each of you one question at a time. Ward, you will get to go first. Okay. As Matt continues to chew. Ward, which carol opens with the lyrics, said the night wind to the little lamb? Do you hear one? Um, I'm drawing a blank. Uh... I'm, <laughs> I'm singing the entire song to my head. Come sail away. Do you hear what I hear? Come sail away. That's <laughs> oh, a stick song. Said the night wind to the little lamb. Um, I, I, do you hear what I hear? That's correct. You get the point. <laughs> I, was, I, I heard you it, say yeah, it. I thought it was over. But... <laughs> I thought he was just drawing it out for dramatic effect. I was thinking, boy, he's, this he's is really a television. This is a podcast. I, well, I had to sing the entire song in my head and figure out which words were actually the title. This so, is, sorry for like, the delay. Remember when they had uh, "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire"? They they talked through their whole thinking process of how they're going to answer the question. It took them five minutes to answer the. question. I was riveted, Ward. It was great TV. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do better next time. I'll cut down the delay. Matt, yeah. 
What is the weather like outside in the song Let It Snow? It's frightful. That is correct. It is frightful. Matt, you get uh, you get a point. Thank you. It is now seven to five. Ward, according to the song, what did my true love give to me on the eighth day of Ooh. Christmas? I believe that was eight maids of milking. That is correct. Ooh. Eight maids of milking. Nice, nice grab. Grab the maid. All right. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> nice maids being milked. Um. Matt, whose eyes are all aglow in the Christmas song, which is also, you know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, if you're more familiar with that. (laughs) (laughs) Is it children's? Children's. Children? No. Tiny Tots. Uh, What am I thinking? You're you're close. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's tiny. You know, pots, I think it should be like Family Feud, and it gets redirected to Ward to answer, and he can steal the point. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I actually knew that one. That's not a bad idea, but I didn't design the game this with that way. <laughs> okay. So next year, <laughs> we tiny can do tots. That. What am I thinking? I was thinking taters. Tater tots. Tater tots. That didn't make any sense. Tater tots with their, but gosh, I'm hungry. Well, tater, tater tots do have eyes. They, I, they, or they, they did, did have eyes. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ward, this song is the best-selling single of all time, selling over 50 million copies. It's actually probably over 100 million copies, the song itself, but what song is this? Um... Is it rocking around the Christmas tree? No. Oh, oh, I know, I know. Go ahead, Matt. I'm not giving you points, oh. but it's that uh, that hippopotamus one. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's White Christmas. It is White Christmas. Bing Crosby's version sold over it's a, over 50 million copies, along along with other versions. It's is the best-selling single of all time. Can you imagine? If so no points. One song like that, you don't have to do anything ever again. So Matt is up seven to six, and it's Matt's question. Mm. Matt, good King Wenceslaus was the king of what region? Is that in the song? No. He was, he was in Eastern European... Uh, area I believe um, he looked over the fields of Stephen uh, <laughs> or something I'm, I'm going to guess uh, Poland because Wenceslas sounds like a nice Slavic name right it does um, it is Slavic but it was Bohemia is what we're looking for I thought maybe you would know that I, I know that now that count. <laughs> the questions are getting progressively harder as we move through this mm. round. Ward, what are Jeanette and Isabella asked to bring to the stable? They're, are they some of those eight maids of milking you were talking about earlier? Oh, no. Right. I don't think. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know the answer to that one. 
So I'm gonna say, uh, uh, hay and water. <laughs> hay and water, okay. And I, I... Do, you, do you know where this carol originated, even though you don't have no idea which carol this is? Um, in America. <laughs> okay, no. Bring a torch, Jeanette Isabella. Remember that one? No. No? no. Neither of you know what I'm talking hey, about. Try singing it on key. I might know what that's like, that one. <laughs> it's a French carol. Sing uh, with the French accent, then. Un flambeau. Oh, yeah. Jeanette Isabella. <laughs> Bring a torch, Jeanette Isabella. Anyway. Sorry, Ward. I thought since we were in French class together, you would know this. I was. You and I were not in French class together. That might explain oh, okay. why you know that one. <laughs> oh but shoot! Matt and I believe we're in Latin class together. <laughs> I was thinking, wait a minute. <laughs> Is Ward well, I'm going to blame Rachel because she told me we were in French class. No, together. we were in Latin. We were... Mrs. Bittinger. Oh, Mrs. Jan Bittinger. It's a point of view Ward's nickname was Wardus Malus. Because there was no. Latin word for ward. And so wordus malus translates to bad mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no points that round. Or that, that question. That was our tough one, Ward, I gotta say. Uh oh. Yeah. Matt, yeah. What carol was sung simultaneously by English and German troops during the 1914 Christmas truce of World War One? Well, uh, one would tend to think it would be O Tannenbaum, because that is of German origin, and that's the Christmas, uh, O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree. And then one might also think uh, Greensleeves, because it is an ancient tune that some feel that Henry VIII actually wrote. But, Scott, I'm going to go uh, with that Mariah Carey hit. Uh, <laughs> All I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> and it's being sung to the Kaiser. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is you, Wilhelm. No, I'm going to say Silent Night. Silent Night. That is correct. Can you you get an oh. extra point if you can tell me the title in German? Uh, night is Nachts. Silent is... Uh, Knocked. It's one of the knocked. Uh, still a knock. Still a knock. Still a knock. Yeah. Sorry, you don't. You do not get well, the extra. How about half point. a point? You're close. How about half a point? We'll okay. See. I'll think about it. <laughs> I'm no Alex Trebek. May he rest in peace. Ward. Sorry, I thought I was about to eat my Another apple. friend. Another question from our French class. <laughs> In the French carol Patapan, there are two instruments mentioned. Receive a point for each instrument. Call up the Eschenauer sisters. They'll know this. <laughs> I'm probably confusing Ward with Anne Eschenauer. <laughs> they both ran track. Yeah, she was probably faster than me, so yeah. that's... Um, I'm going to say the harp and the flute. All right. You you do get one point. <coughs> for drum and flute. Right. Had a pan. Willie, bring your little drum. 
you get actually you can give me an extra point if you can mimic the sound sound the flute makes in this song. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. No, it, it's a uh, Tula Rula Lu, Pata Pata Pan. <laughs> anyway, a, when mm. you. <laughs> Who doesn't know that? <laughs> I I apologize. Well, why am I apologizing? This is my game show. <laughs> Tula Rula Lu, Pata Pata Pan. Wait, you saw. As you play your fife and drum, you... how can anyone one be glum? You saw all that bad press that. Uh... Wheel of Fortune host took when he was mad at his guests. Yeah, and I I can't wait till round three is all in Spanish. <laughs> Matt, see, we three we three kings centers around the biblical magi mm-hmm. who visited Jesus after his birth and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. One receive one point for each king you can name. Ah, uh, king. Okay. Balthazar. That's one. Um, uh, I, I love their mattresses. So Casper. <laughs> That's two. And uh, this guy had the eight maids of Melchior. <laughs> Very good. Melchior, yes. yes. You got all three keys. That's right, baby. Wow. And can you name each one of their jesters? Larry, Curly, and Mo. They went on to have their own thing. They were quite successful. After two rounds, Matt is up 11 to 7. Victory takes so good. Are all the uh, round three questions uh, about languages that Matt didn't take? <laughs> well, the round three questions are worth two points oh. each, so double points. This is the Christmas story speed round. Oh. So the first one to shout out the answer. I don't know if I should, should have you guys yell, raise your hands or mm. yell something. Well, what is better lighting and he's he's much thicker than I am. <laughs> Just yell out the answer. And whoever I hear it from first, and I will try to... Uh, don't you have bad hearing? Yes. That's what I was just saying. <laughs> And, and bad eyesight, so raising your hands isn't going to work either. <laughs> How do you get around, actually? I, I, I have people. <laughs> and I work from home mostly, so. So round three is a Christmas story speed round. Christmas story filmed partially here in Cleveland featuring the Revere High School Marching Band. Yes. Ward, was your brother in the marching band in that movie? No, I'm the only I'm the only one of the Freeman boys that did marching band. So no, that okay. was um, my oldest brother would have been old enough, but he wasn't. He was Wait, Ward, can you say that again? I didn't catch that. You're the only Freeman brother to what? Be in the marching band. And coincidentally, the one who didn't get a date until after high school was over. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's happen at some point. All the happy smiley wheels will fall off. <laughs> I'm back in ninth grade and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hazing of the new guy. Yeah. It's just hazing the new guy is all it is. You can't, you so, can't see me cry on Zoom. <laughs> so two points each. Just yell at the answer. All right. All right. Good luck, Ward. Question 
You too. Question one. Who plays the main character, Ralphie Parker? Peter Billingsley. Correct. Yep. Which character sticks his tongue on the flagpole and gets stuck? Flag double dog, dare you? Uh, flick. Flick. Yep. It is flick. Flick. Matt is cleaning up in the speed round so far. What is Ralphie's favorite radio show? I'm Little Orphan Annie. Yes. Ward is on the board That's... in the speed round. What is the name of the department store in the movie? Uh, I, I'm thinking Elf. It's Gimbal's and Elf. I can't think of the name. Is it Hallie's? Maybe mispronouncing no. it? All right. No, you're not mispronouncing it. I know what you mean. That was not the department store in this movie. Ward, do you want to give it a guess? Um, Macy's. Higby's. They called it Higby's in the movie? I didn't know that. They did call it Higby's, and it's uh, in the movie, in the shot. Fragile, it must be... Italian. (laughs) Italian. Fragile, it must be Italian. What type of soap does Mrs. Parker use on Ralphie when he swears? Life Boy. Correct. Daddy's gonna kill Ralphie! It doesn't taste good. (laughs) (laughs) It's awful. So, Matt, you have taken the game 17 to 11. Oh! Congratulations. You You, you don't win anything. (laughs) But. Do I lose anything? Ward, you you will get a parting gift. (laughs) Great! (laughs) This this wonderful. uh, Actually, I'll send send one to Matt, too, because I'm that kind of guy. A wonderful um, South Richfield face mask. Oh. <laughs> With the uh, South Richfield rooster prominently featured. Oh, that was on my Christmas list. That's fantastic. Thank you. And it turns pink when moisture is present and uh, purple when the COVID uh, virus is within six feet of you. So, But it doesn't make I, sense because you can't see it because it's on the outside. So, Scott, that's a terrible design. Thank you. It's my hope by June of next year that I can throw it away. That's true. Or you could just hang on to it. Yeah. For for the memory of losing this game. <laughs> I've got plenty of memories of losing. <laughs> well, thank you, Ward, for participating. And uh, wow, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. I've I've nothing nothing to plug. So I I would like Ward to come back. If that's all right, uh, in the future when we have like our, our New Year's Eve show, we, we, we recap the whole year in three yeah. weeks. <laughs> no, I I will I will accept any invitation you throw at me, but you guys have a uh, a marginally good show on your own, so I don't want to interfere with any of that. <laughs> Are you guys uh, looking for Christmas ideas? Because you know the the South Ritual Podcast has opened its its own store now with podcast gear we mm-hmm. got shirts sweatshirts socks tote bags mugs just mugs just about anything you can think of if you can slap a logo on it you can buy it at the south richfield store so go to southrichfield.com and uh you can uh find the link to our store also you know i was on the ritual historical society website doing a little research and uh checking things out they have a store i didn't know that and they've got like those nice throws that you can wrap yourself 
in on these cold winter nights. Uh, did you guys get a lot of snow this past week? Like we did, we had a snow day on Tuesday. We got plenty of snow. It wasn't enough for a snow day, but we did get we get enough snow to, to have the kids sledding out back. Yeah, Matt. How about you guys? Um, did it snow there? There was snow. It was a, a wet snow, <clears throat> maybe two inches, nowhere near what you guys get. Because again, um, from a meteorological standpoint, um, you guys are in the snow belt, <laughs> in the outer perimeter of the snow belt, whereas uh, us in the Maumee Valley, or we in the Maumee Valley, whatever it is, the Maumee Valley doesn't get it because uh, it would take a nor'easter to bring in that, that kind of weather. Mm. Yeah, it was thick and heavy, mm-hmm. and... There were two. There was a car in the ditch on Monday night, and then a car in the ditch on the other side on on Tuesday. I had to go out and help push push this girl out. She took the corner a little too fast. Um, of, of course, I didn't really do anything. I just called my dad <laughs> and, and said, "Dad, are you home? There's a girl stuck down here in the ditch." He's like, "We're a little short on equipment, but I'll be down in a few minutes." He, brought down a bobcat and a chain and pulled her right out and then he plowed my driveway afterwards which was which was double the bonus i didn't have to do anything i couldn't get my snowblower started either so So her loss was your gain that's right thank you girl with the uh nose piercing who was on her way to work on kiowa road (laughs) it must have been a babysitting job or something is the only thing i can think of there's no businesses back there (laughs) <laughs> anyway <laughs> so uh, uh, you can go to the Richfield Historical Society website find it on Facebook uh, and there's like all kinds of stuff ornaments decks of cards hey I think you should you should get a uh, on the merch site get a uh, South Richfield Christmas ornament yes I a uh, nice pewter yeah. one or some pewter be- plates <laughs> <laughs> nice pewter ornament rooster hanging on your tree mm-hmm. uh, maybe next year okay yeah yeah, yeah. we, we can, uh, look at doing that but uh, thank you all for listening to this episode of the South Richfield podcast I appreciate it I want you all to have a safe and healthy holiday season uh, go to southrichfield.com or find us on Facebook at South Richfield or Twitter at South Richfield Matt was there anything you wanted to plug? Um, just uh, these new hair plugs that I'm getting installed. I'm starting to lose a little on top. I don't know what's happened. A lot of stress. But I would like to say this, uh, Ward. Um, I did not have a date in high school. A legitimate date in high school. I know, and you actually did. What? Yeah, I know. Ward actually, he dated a, a lot of a lot of. Well, it seemed like a, a lot of girls or many girls. I don't know, many is a lot, but I did not have a, a date in high school. Uh, okay. What about all those stories you told me? Well, were those exaggerations? In high school? Well, no, in college you told me about everything you did in high school. Oh. And I believe well, you. Well, there's, there's stuff outside of high school. <laughs> but if it takes place <laughs> in high school, no. I don't know about you guys, but I could never date anybody actually who went to Revere. That's, that's my point, yeah. I dated girls from other schools um, because they didn't they didn't have a clue about how hopeless I was. They just thought I was some cool kid. <laughs> Little did they right. know. They hadn't known me long enough. Right. 
they hadn't known me since Mrs. DeLong's third grade class. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a great class. It did set me back romantically for a, a decade and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It taught me how to play fantasy football. So. <laughs> Good luck to both of you two this weekend. Uh, our fantasy football um, week 13 is coming up. And these two are both on the bubble. If Ward wins, he's in. If Matt wins, he could be in, depending on my brother-in-law, the evil Dave Barda. (laughs) (laughs) So, Matt, you probably never rooted against Dave harder in your life than you will this week. Well, I, I always root for Dave, and I always root for his opponent. So I don't know. I never want David to lose. I always want Tony to win. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I was it the other way around. I always want David to win. I you don't want, want Tony to lose. I don't know. That's right. Good luck to both of you. Uh, check us check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts or Podbean. Uh, if you like the show, give us a five-star review. Again, thanks for listening. Thank you again to Ward Freeman for joining us tonight. It was so good to have you on our show. Great. Well, thanks for having me. I had a great time, even though I lost. <laughs> well, thanks for I bringing me on the show to lose. <laughs> I, hey, if I was right about the French class, that yeah, that was unfair. I, I would have not put two French questions. I could have sworn everybody knows bring a torch, Jeanette, Isabella, and Patapam. But maybe it's just me and my <laughs> Christmas. Christmas Carol knowledge, which I probably know just about every Christmas Carol there is. I don't think and it affected the outcome. I think Matt was going <laughs> to think Matt had this one all in the bag. Well, uh, thank you, Scott, for sending me the answers ahead of time. You're welcome. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. Good night and sleep well, South Ridgefield. Bye bye.